Thank you for listening to the Radiant Church Podcast. For more information, visit us at weareradiant.com. All right, take your Bibles. We're going to go right into part two of a series we are calling The Nightmare Before Christmas. I love this series. I love the idea behind it where we're looking at the Christmas story. And really, it's a story that we have come to love and we think it's so beautiful. But the reality of the story is that leading up to Jesus' birth was a nightmare. So we'll look at it today, one part of the story. Christmas Eve, we'll look at another part of the story of Jesus being born. It just wasn't how I would write the story. It really seemed like a nightmare scenario. And I'm bringing this up to you to show you that if your life seems like it's a nightmare, it can have a good ending. I'm going to say it again for the people in the back. If it looks like it's a nightmare right now, it can have a good ending. It can't. So let me show you it in the scriptures. We're going to look at the book of Luke. We're going to look at chapter 1 of the book of Luke. It goes Genesis, Exodus, Luke. It's later down the road. Luke chapter 1, we're in verse 26. And it says it like this. God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. And you would have thought she'd go, Oh, this is awesome. The angel's visiting me. Mary was greatly troubled at these words. Wouldn't you be also? Just showed up randomly in your bedroom. And wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the son of the most high. The Lord will give him the throne of his father, David. And he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. What a story. What a story. And Mary says, how might this be? Since I am a virgin and the angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come on you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you so the Holy One will be born and will be called the Son of God. Now, now here's the problem with this passage is it's too familiar. And because it's too familiar, you think it's normal. And you think, oh, of course that's what happened. But I want you to put yourself in Mary's shoes for just a little bit that this angel comes in and starts speaking to her about things that she would, I'm trying to think of in in meme form what she would look like. She'd probably look like this. You know what I'm talking about? The angel's just talking to her and she's just like, what? Help me explain this thing for right now. Like it doesn't, here's what I'm realizing in this story. If we look at it really, you've got an angel appearing to a virgin. She, this virgin's pledged to be married. He's speaking to her. She's freaking out. She's troubled. The angel talks about all these prophecies that are going to be fulfilled and says, now you're going to be the, the mother. She says, that's great, but I'm a, I'm a virgin. That's not possible. It's okay. God will make it happen. You're going to see a miracle. This situation is weird, and I want us to address it right now because it is a nightmare scenario for Mary before the miracle that she's going to experience called Jesus being born. Here's what I titled today's message. If you're taking notes, you can write it right there in the app. If you got paper notes when you came in today, you can write it down. I want to talk to you today about when life doesn't make sense. When life doesn't make sense. 
Like, like Mary's going through life as normal and everything, it just disrupts the scenario and life doesn't make sense for her. It, it just doesn't make sense that this is the way it would happen. It doesn't make sense this is the way that the Messiah would come. And there's been scenarios in your life, if you were honest with me, that you're walking in right now that you go, Aaron, I, I think it's great, but it just doesn't make sense. I worked hard at my job and I lost it. Doesn't make sense. We prayed for a miracle. The miracle didn't come. It doesn't make sense. Like we, we wanted a breakthrough. It didn't make sense. Aaron, you told me at the beginning of this year, 2020 was gonna be my year. The best is yet to come. You said that. Doesn't make sense. Life is filled with scenarios that don't make sense. You can write it down in your notes this way. Life doesn't make sense. There's times where things are going the way that they're going and they're just not gonna make sense. There's things that are gonna happen that don't make sense. I was, if you follow me on social media, you know that just about a little over a month ago, one of my closest friends in ministry, we, we started ministry together almost 16 years ago in Sri Lanka. And then a few years after that, I came back to the States. He came with me. We started, we established a missions agency in Pensacola and did life together. I, I was in his wedding a couple of years ago. One of my closest friends in the beginning of November contracted COVID. And we thought it was all fine. It's okay. He has no real major um, uh, pre-existing conditions. And so he was calling me, man, Aaron, this is bad. It's terrible. I was like, I, was like, I know you're going to be fine. You're going to get through it. And then he got, went from, from bad to worse to worse to worse. And his oxygen levels kept dropping. They couldn't figure out what the issue was, with, with it was. And then his body slowly, slowly went down until his organs failed and, his, and he died. And it's like, if you followed on social media, you saw kind of the progression of that and what happened. And, and it was one of those scenarios, 42 years old. Like, like, just got married, the love of his life, two and a half years ago. Follower of Jesus, loves God, filled with the Spirit of God, filled with faith, has thousands of people around the world praying for him. And this, it, this message came out of my grief two weeks ago where I'm sitting there with God going, God, this just doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. Like, why does this happen? Why does life filled with things that just don't make sense. And, and this is kind of the result of that message because life is filled with those kind of things. And it might not be that extreme for you, but there's things that you're walking through right now that, that don't make sense. Here's the second one, write it down, that you don't make sense. <laughs> can, can I hear a good amen on that one? Like you do some things that just don't make any sense at times. Like, like how many are sitting next to someone? They don't make no sense. Come on, you can make the right to write down and there it's there. We all live with a per person. We, we have them in our workplace. They just don't make any sense either. You, you make decisions that don't make sense. You, you say, I will never date him again. <laughs> and you do. You do. You do things that just don't make sense. I'm going to get a normal animal. And you get a cat. It just doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. You don't make sense. You don't make sense. And let, let's be real. We do things all the time. You go, why in the world did I do this? Because we do things that don't make sense. And, and here's a third one right down your nose. This is important. It's that God's assignments don't always make sense. They don't always make sense. So if you're following God because you want a logical next step, you're doing the wrong thing. Everything about God just doesn't make sense. His assignments don't kind of add up. And so when you look throughout the scripture, he uses weird methods to produce extraordinary results. 
So there's a lot of people that want the extraordinary results, but they don't want the method that God has. And I'm just telling you, if you're going to follow God, you got to be okay with learning that if there's just some things with God that they're not going to make sense. They're not going to make sense. You're talking about fasting, giving up food for 21 days. Aaron, that doesn't make sense. But it's God. There's things that just don't make sense, but it's God. You're telling me to have a better marriage. We don't sleep around beforehand. That doesn't make sense, Aaron, but it's God's way. God's way, it doesn't make sense, but it's right. And if you're going to learn to do anything great for God, you've got to embrace this idea that God's assignments don't always make sense. And that's where we pick up on the story today. Mary is given an assignment from God that does not make sense. So what does she do? Before I give you the answer of what she does and what you're going to do when life doesn't make sense, let's contextualize this together, and I think this will be fun. And let's look at what this assignment would look like if Mary was given this assignment in 2020. A comedian made this video and put it online this week. I thought it was pretty funny. Check it out. Hey, babe. Hold on, I'm making a TikTok. Okay, well, Caesar Augustus just issued a tweet. People still use Twitter? Apparently, we gotta go, there's a census now? What do you mean? I don't know, we all, everyone has to go back to the man's hometown to be counted. Wait, I thought Fauci banned travel. We couldn't spend Thanksgiving with our families, but we have to take a census now? Okay, a lot of things the government is saying these days don't make sense. I get it, but yeah, I think we just have to go. I am nine months pregnant. It is Christmas Eve. This is not the time. Listen, it's literally not a big deal. I'll get an Uber. Nazareth to Bethlehem is not that far. Wait. What? How come we have to go to the man's hometown? Don't you think that's a little sexist? Uh, listen, if we're gonna go all the way up there, we should probably spend the night. Let me just, I'm trying to find a hotel. I literally can't find anything. Everything's booked. Use your Marriott points. Everything's blacked out. Okay. Well, I just found an Airbnb. Okay. Looks like it's a rustic barn. A full immersive experience. There are live barn animals. Just think about the photo op. You, okay. well, me, the baby and this guy. No, we're not doing that. You're so right. I mean, we've got to do something to top a gender reveal. Listen, I'm sorry we didn't have a balloon popping or a confetti cannon or anything. Ours was better than that. We found out we were having a boy because an angel of the Lord appeared to me in, in a your dream. dream. I know. You got chocolate on your face. I know. I mean, get I know, Joe. All right, so what? All right, I'm going to check reviews. Yeah, all right. Five stars. Okay. Raise the barn roof. Oh, it says the baby has to sleep in a manger. But I read on a mom blog that exposure to hay and allergens like isn't good for newborns, so. Are we gonna vaccinate, by the way? My parents will not go for that. What? My parents said they wanted us to. Your parents. Okay, I don't know what that means. You're emotional and you're with child. I'm gonna choose to ignore that. Listen, we'll just go, I'll pack an overnight bag. Let me just go upstairs. I'll get like some swaddling clothes. Swaddling clothes? Yeah, what? Mm-hmm. What? I read another blog that said if a newborn turns over while it's swaddled, suffocation risks. Listen, I know you're putting a lot of pressure on this. This is your firstborn child. Can you just chill on like the mom blogs for a second? Okay, gifts. What? Let's think this through. Hypothetically, okay. what if three intelligent males want to Come and bring us a gift. I mean, where are they coming from? The Far East? Maybe. Just tell them to Amazon Prime it. It's fine. Yeah. Right? That makes sense. Yes. I can't believe we're going to miss Christmas. Yeah, well, I'm pregnant, and we're just engaged, so 
I'm not gonna miss the judgmental stares from the in-laws. Thanks. You know, yeah, now, yeah, that makes sense. Now that I think about it, I, yeah, I think you pull it there. Oh my. What? I am going to be posting on Instagram. That's not. From a barn. Don't do that. With live barn animals announcing our newborn child. Think about the likes. Listen, can we just lower the expectations here? You're putting a lot of pressure on this, okay? This kid, he's not gonna be perfect. Mm -hmm. I think he is. Come on, that's funny. I don't care what you say right there. So what do we do when life doesn't make sense? Here's the phrase that I want you to get. And if you're in a season right now where you've been given an assignment or you're in a situation that you just doesn't make sense to you, here's the phrase that I've just learned to live by. And it's simply this. You don't get anything else to get this phrase. Is that we choose to trust. We choose to trust. I want you to write it down. Then we're going to say it out loud together. Because it's so crucial when things don't make sense. Here's what we do. Let's say it all together. Ready? We choose to trust. That was about a third of y'all. So let's say it again. Ready? We choose to trust. One more time. Everybody at home too. Ready? We choose to trust. We choose to trust because your ability to trust will, depend on a, will be dependent on a lot of what you go through. And if you will learn how to trust, I, I've considered it like a seesaw. So when my anxiety is really, really high, it's because my trust is so low. But if I learn to raise my level of trust and watch how my anxiety and my worries, they die. Write it down in your notes this way. My level of peace is contingent on my level of trust. So if you want to have, if you're going through a season where you go, Aaron, it doesn't make sense, then I'm going to challenge you today to learn to trust. Trust God. As Philippians 4 says, don't be anxious about anything. But with everything in every situation, no matter if you understand that situation or not, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And here's what he's going to do. Ready? The God of peace. He's the God of peace. I don't know what you're looking for for peace. He's the God of peace, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. When we are in situations where we don't understand, we choose to trust. What do we trust? Here's what we trust. Number one, write it down. We choose to trust God's word. When you're in a season where what you see does not line up to what God says, you go with what God says. Because I promise you, his word is trustworthy. This is what the angel did. Immediately in the story, the angel comes to her and says, greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at these words and wondered, what kind, what kind of greeting is this? Here's what she had to do. She had a, a moment right there where she had to go, okay, and I trust what God says. God said to me in this moment, he's with me. One of the biggest lies you're ever going to experience in your life when you're in a season where you don't understand it doesn't make sense is this idea, God's abandoned you. Let me remind you of God's word. He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. He is with you today. I'm not an angel, but I am your pastor to remind you today. God is with you today, church. He's with you. You need to hold on to that confidence today. Because our world is so filled with all these other words being spoken out there. All this chaos. All this stuff on the news. And if you're not careful, you will you will organize your life by what the world has said about you instead of what God has said about you. 
That is why during seasons of chaos, I go to God's word. I live in God's word. I love Numbers 23. It says, God is not a man that he should lie, or a son of man that he should change his mind. Has he not said? Will he not do it? Or has he spoken? And will he not fulfill it? If you read it in here, it's applicable to your life out here. I'm telling you, it is something we can apply to our life. The Bible was written by multiple authors over 1,500 years, spanning three different continents, yet it is perfect in accuracy. And it's not just a book that happened, it's a book that always happens. So you can read your story in here. It applies to whatever you're going through today. And if there's one challenge I can give our church as we go into the new year let me just challenge you don't make the bible something you go to in bad times make it something you live with every single day so that you get that word in your life and let me tell you what happens when it comes into your life it'll guide your life into all that god has for you today that's why i love i love what psalms 119 says your word it's a lamp unto my feet a light to my path. What do you do in seasons where life doesn't make sense? You go to God's word. You stay in his word. Why? Because his word will guide you in these times. I, I, I've used, this, used his word. I, I do my devotions every single day. I, that's my point, my thing. I try to do every single morning. I'm, I'm going to challenge you on that, especially in the new year. But what, during these seasons where, where life was chaotic, it didn't make sense, I was going back through my devotions, finding words that God had spoken over my life, things that I could hold on to. It's like, it's like turbulent waters, and I've got a life raft, and it's called the Word of God. You need something that you're holding on to during this time. I'm going to challenge you. Hold on to God's Word. Do it daily. You go, well, life is all good. Great. Get that Word deep in your spirit, because you never know when you're going to need those promises in your life. Here, write it down in your notes this way. We read God's Word daily. Because we need hope and direction daily. Can I get a good amen? So, so I know there's so many people that are new to the faith, but I also want to challenge those that have been following God for 30 years. Listen, you need to be on a Bible reading plan every single day. Every single day. So I'm going to challenge you on this. If you have not downloaded the YouVersion Bible app, you can, it looks like this. I think we have a lower third of it. That's the little icon. So when you type Bible, that's the app that you download right there. And here's what I'm going to challenge you to do. Everybody get on a plan. You should be on some kind of Advent reading plan right now. As we go in, you got five days till Christmas. You should be reading every day something about, um, about Christmas and about the birth of Christ. Get it in your spirit. And then going into the new year, can I just challenge you? Start a Bible in a year reading plan. And if you've never done it before, get some friends to do it with. Get a couple of people that you can hold each other accountable with. Because let me just tell you, when life doesn't make sense, I want you to know, you can trust God's word. His word is true. It's something you can hold on to. Come on, can we give them better praise than that today, church? Amen? Here's the second one. When life doesn't make sense, let me challenge you to trust God's character. You can trust God's character. I, I think this is so huge because the angel made a crucial decision at this moment where, you know, the angel's kind of reading the moment and seeing Mary right there and Mary's a little freaked out by this whole scenario. So what did the angel do? The angel decided to reinforce the character of God. Look what the angel said. The angel said, don't be afraid, Mary. You found favor with God. You're going to conceive and give birth to a son. And here's what you're going to do. You're going to call him Jesus. And here's what, here it is. Now let me get to his character. He will be great. 
And we call the son of the most high. The Lord will give him the throne of his father, David. Now we're going back to see. This is something that happened centuries ago. And he will reign over Jacob's descendants. She would be one of those. And his kingdom, guess what? Will never end. What was the angel doing? The angel was reinforcing the character of God. Hey, let me just tell you, God's not making some erratic, weird decision like, oh man, let's just figure this out in this moment. Okay, you're gonna give birth to a child. Let's just do that. No, 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 no. The angel is saying, hey, I just want you to know this has been planned from, the, from before. Take over David's throne. You're the, gonna give birth to a child. It'll reign forever. There's consistency in this. I want to remind you, we serve a very consistent, very stable God. He, he's not a God. He's not up in heaven right now going, oh, man, COVID, that's something I never saw coming. Oh, this thing, it's all, this, is, this is a mess. Angel, what are we going to do about this thing? No, no, God has, God's got a plan in all of this. Like, like, let me just remind you, we can, we can trust the character of God that he's in control that he's good, that he's still on the throne, that he's turning all things together for the good. I don't know what you're trusting in this one. I'm trusting in his character in this moment. Uh, you know, my, my wife and I, we're very different in a lot of ways, but she is so stable. I can always trust her stability and her consistency in every area of life. Um, I'm a little bit, uh, like, like she can tell, she's like, oh no, what did you read today? What podcast did you listen to today? Like, it's, it's me throwing out all the sugar in our house because I read one blog. Come on, how many know people like that? Y'all, y'all, y'all got them. You'll live with them, right? And, and, and she's always worried. She's like, oh no, the new year's coming up, Aaron. What's the crazy idea you have now? And, and I have had this kind of mo, this, this idea that this is kind of who I am. So I'm trying to be more consistent. Like more, more, like if I get a crazy idea, I'm just going to sit on it for a little bit because I just really feel like you are most like God when you are consistent. Let me say that again. You are most like God when you're consistent because we serve a very consistent God. So if you are in a world that's inconsistent, here's what I would tell, tell you. Lean on the consistency of God. He's the same, the Bible says, yesterday, today, and guess what? He'll be the same tomorrow. He's still in charge of tomorrow. So here's what you do, ready? When life is out of control, Trust in a God who's always in control. He's got you. He's, in, he's on your side. So there's somebody at St. Pete, you need to hear this today. Your life is out of control. Put it in the hands of the character of God who's always in control. Look at Psalm 102. It says it like this. In the beginning, you laid the foundations of the earth, and the heavens are the work of your hands. He's been around from the very beginning. They will perish, but you will remain. They will all wear out like a garment, like clothing. You will change them, and they will be discarded. But you, oh God, you remain the same and your years will never end. Let me reinforce this to Radiant Church right now. Our world is crazy. Our God is not. Our world is confused. Our God is not. Our world is out of control. Our God is not out of control. He's still on the throne. He's still good and he will work all things together for the good. Come on, give him better praise than that today, church. We can trust his character. There's things that don't make sense. It doesn't make sense that my friend died. It doesn't make sense that we continually have people get sick. It doesn't make sense. But we lean on the fact that we can trust a God that when the world doesn't make sense, he always does. And if we just give it enough time, I think we'll look back. Honestly, I think we'll look back in heaven one day. 
And I, I, I've, I've said this before for Radiant, the worship teams at every location you can come. I've said this before. I think we'll, come, we'll, we'll get to heaven. And the first thing that we'll say when we get to heaven is, ah, ah, it makes sense now. It didn't make sense then. It didn't make sense in this moment, but oh, it makes sense because you're good. That had to happen. So this could happen. This could happen. This could happen. I just couldn't see all those other things. I think there's somebody watching. You've lived through tragedy recently and you go, this doesn't make sense. Let me tell you, if you know my God well enough, if you give it enough time, you'll realize how this happened. So this could happen. This could happen. This could happen. This could happen. There's an end result that is so much bigger than what we're going through right now. And it's about the glory of God. And you're going to see that even through tragedy, God, will receive glory through whatever we're going through. We've got to trust his character during these times. You got to trust that he's good. Trust that he's turning things around for our good. Trust that he will make a way when there seems to be no way. Trust the character of God. Number three, and the last one is this, is that when life doesn't make sense, we trust God's ways. He's got ways that are different than us. So Mary's like, okay, all right, I got it, I got it, I got it, okay. All right, I'm gonna trust what you say. God's here with me. All right, I'm gonna trust his character. He's a God that's been consistent. He's been going throughout the ages. And then the angel says, <laughs> well, then Mary says, well, then how's this gonna happen? You ever ask God that? Okay, God, I'm still single, trusting you. How's this gonna happen? Hey, God, uh, I need a job. It's December, lost my job in March. How's this thing gonna happen? God, I, I want purpose, been praying, like, use me. How's this gonna happen? Like, I think we all have these moments, like, how's it gonna happen? And the angel answered and said, here's how it's gonna happen. The Holy Spirit, which by the way, that's a whole nother message right in itself. Anything that God wants to do through your life, that's the answer, the Holy Spirit. <laughs> you're, you're gonna experience the Spirit of God in your life in a way. He's gonna come on you in the power of the Most High God. High will overshadow you. So the one will be born, will be called the son of God. And Mary's like, uh, I don't know what you're talking about. This is not possible. It seems impossible. You see, what we realize in this passage is that if we're gonna do anything great for God, we can't go where it makes sense. Because the scriptures tell us Isaiah 55, the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. There are things that don't make sense, but they're God. Moving into a rundown dollar theater in South Tampa didn't make sense at the moment. Years later, when we got the lease handed to us, and now we have this facility, we look back and go, oh, it was God, but it didn't make sense at the beginning. We went into downtown, and when we went into downtown, the whole place was under construction. We looked at each other like, why are we here? God told us to go there and it didn't make sense, but now we have a thriving Heights community that is being reached right now in this moment through our Heights campus. It didn't make sense, but it was God. We went into Pinellas County and went into Brandon and then we're launching North Tampa. You know what people told us? Aaron, this is the worst time in the world today. It doesn't make sense, but it's God's. Let me just say, just say it this way for your life, ready? God's ways aren't always sensible, but they're always beneficial. So just let me encourage some people here today, and you're running from God's ways. Embrace them. Maybe you've ran this whole year. Embrace them, God's ways. Serving. You're telling me that helping others 
is actually the way to help myself. Yeah, it's God's way. It doesn't make sense, but it works. Tithing, actually releasing my finances to God is a way for me to open the heavens over my life to see God blessing my finances. Yeah, it doesn't make sense, but it's God's. Marriage, you're telling me the best way to be in a happy relationship is to honor God by not living together and, and, and actually getting married and, and doing it God's way. Well, that doesn't make sense, but it's God's way and it works. You're telling me in worship, lifting up God actually lifts me up also. That doesn't make any sense. You know what? But it's God. It makes sense. Let me tell you, death, death of a loved one for us as believers doesn't make sense. But as believers, we understand to live as Christ means to die is gain. It doesn't make sense, but throughout eternity, we'll look back and go, it wasn't sensible, but it was always beneficial. We choose to trust all across Tampa Bay. Can we stand to our feet? Can we give God a little bit of praise, a little bit of worship, the God that we choose to trust? I don't know your situation right now, but I think we should worship a God who is worthy of our praise. He's worthy of our trust. He's worthy of our attention. Come on, put it on Him. He's our hope. He's our help. And if your life doesn't make sense, give it to Him right now. Watch it. He can do it. Come on, let's sing it out. make sense. You go, Aaron, I want to trust. I, I want to choose to trust. I want to trust his word. I want to trust his character. I want to trust his ways. I'm struggling with it. I just, I, I need, I need that faith. I need that encouragement. If that's you today, just throw one hand up all over this place. You're in a season that doesn't make sense. Lord, I pray for those people. Lord, I pray that you would renew their faith. Lord, I pray that you would give them a greater measure of faith in this season to trust you. Those at St. Pete, those at Brandon, at the Heights, those who are watching online right now, they, they feel like that lack of trust in you. God, I pray that they would fill, Lord, go all in with trust in your ways, in your word, in your character. We choose to trust. Second group of people that are at all of our locations today, and there's those who've never given their life to Jesus. You've never turned your life over to him. That's a trust decision, a faith decision to say, Jesus, I'm giving you my life. I choose to trust my life in your hands. We call it your day of salvation. It's where you say, I'm not going to live for myself anymore. I'm not doing it my way. It's my day to follow Jesus. And I believe God is challenging some people in here today. You're not living for him, but you're going to. You're making a decision today. Today's my day. I'm not turning back. I'm going all in with God. I want to give him my sin. I want to give him my past. Today's my day. No, December the 20th, 2020, I'm making a decision to give Jesus my life. If that's you, across all of our locations on the count of three. I want you to throw that hand up. If you're watching online, I want you to throw it right there in the chat. Put it right there on church online. You can put that 
click that button. I'm raising my hand right now. One, two, three. You're giving your life to Jesus. Throw that hand up right now. Come on, all over this place. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. Thank you in the back. Those at Brandon, thank you so much. Heights, St. Pete, online. Why don't we all pray this prayer? Let's pray it loud. Let's pray it together. And let's pray it in faith, believing that God is hearing us. Say, dear Jesus. Come on, say it loud. Dear Jesus, today I give you my life, my past, my present, and my future. For the rest of my life, I'm going to follow you. Be my Lord and be my Savior. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen, amen. Come on, give it up for those that just made the best decision ever. Thank you for listening to the Radiant Church Podcast. For service times or giving options, visit us at weareradiant.com.